Hello everyone, welcome back to the Anime Trending Podcast. This week we'll be diving into the summer 2020 anime season as the spring 2020 anime season is coming to an end. We have a lot going on such as the last week advantage in which the final chart for the spring 2020 anime of the week chart is going out. I am your host Noobles and I'm joined alongside... Uh, Gracie, uh, she's back, not um, unexpected, but... <laughs> Speaking in third person, I guess, uh, Mehdi is the, uh, your favorite person on this podcast, maybe. Hello. <laughs> and Isabel, editor here. Uh, this will be my second podcast for this year that I'm joining. Yay. And we have... And Agnes, I, we, she is coming back after a quarter of hiatus due to school. Great. Are we just going to continue referring to ourselves in third no, person? No, that's pretentious. Forward? Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's to say. It's very pretentious. I can't Let's do that to myself. I struggled already. <laughs> yeah, it's it's difficult. But that's okay. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. As you can see, this is, I think, one of our largest podcasts. We have five people here. Typically, we don't have this many people, but because there's just so much anime to dive into this season, uh, we, or not this, yeah, technically this season now, summer is about to start in a couple days. Uh, we're just going to speed run through a bunch of titles, talk about what we like, um, what we're excited for, some key cool information that we learned about each show and what we're looking forward to. And then we'll end it on some special mentions because uh, there's a lot to cover. It seems like a light season, but on the surface, it seems like a light season, but there's quite a bit of shows and a lot of sequels, that's enough for sure. Uh, the first show we're going to dive in straight into is The God of High School. Fun stuff. Um, God of High School is the second Crunchyroll and Webtoon anime that's coming out after Tower of God, which just ended recently during the spring anime season. And one of the awesome things about the God of High School that I'm looking forward to is they actually had a live stream a couple days ago on Crunchyroll's YouTube channel featuring like a couple minutes of the first episode. And you can tell the action and animation is mm, super good. Very excited for that. And for those who aren't familiar with God of High School, it's kind of like this uh, action-fighting uh show that a story where different um techniques like martial arts taekwondo different martial arts that's like taekwondo karate tai chi are are kind of very prevalent in the world and then they have this have this giant tournament arc to kind of determine who's like going to represent south korea and such like that um it's directed by sungho park who's also working on jujutsu kaisen which is really exciting and uh he's one of the strongest directors and animators at mappa um, any comments from other people for God of High School? I know great uh, Medi is going to be watching it with me and potentially Agnes. Uh, yeah, I am not familiar with the source material like at all, which you know goes for every anime adaptation I watch. To be honest, I, I feel like it's going to inevitably be compared to Tower of God as the second like webtoon or manhwa adaptation in a row. Um. As you said, the animation looks really promising. Like, the trailers got me interested. It adds to the confusion or the association that Tower of God and the God of High School will have God in the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something. But, yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, going in blind, I don't know what else I can really say, but... I am pretty excited for God of high school not not because i read the source material but i was around the time of reading webtoons and i knew that both god of high school and tower of god were among the top ranked in all of webtoons i think like back in 2012 so actually seeing another webtoon actually being animated and on top of that it's an action fighting one that echoes the sentiments of girls of wild which came out before it's going to be exciting i'm really excited to see a lot of the martial arts as somebody who does practice martial arts but also see a lot of the ancient i guess swords and spear fighting techniques because i think some of the characters are using that in addition to just hand-to-hand -hand combat yes i believe that's correct we saw some of it in the key visual that the second key visual they had some uh weapons i uh same with tower of god for me got a high school i read a long time ago but i know it was very action-packed and that's what i loved about it I love the art style, and I think MAPPA and the animation staff has done a pretty good job at staying uh, true to that art style. I have high hopes because MAPPA does a great job at animating things in general, especially action scenes. So, Oh, definitely. Especially for this to be a very action-packed thing, very excited. 
Uh, I think one fun takeaway too is the main voice behind Jin Mori, the protagonist, is done by the voice actor Tats uh, Tatsumaru Tatsumaru Tachibana, and he actually comes from live acting, so he has a lot of experience in live acting. But I think this is one of his first major roles in doing voice acting, so it's gonna be really cool to see how he does it uh, for this character. Because he's kind of a goofy t- character too. He's strong, but he's a little bit goofy. So I'm really excited to see how he portrays that mixed balance. And because he takes things pretty seriously too when he's in the zone. So I'm excited to see how the action goes as well. Yeah, have they revealed the voice cast beyond like the main three characters? I believe they have revealed uh, some of the other agents agents that are involved. Like the agent characters who run the tournament arc as well as the other um, side characters. But I don't know about the whole cast but i do know other casts were announced if i recall yeah it, it kind of like with tower of god it's it's interesting it's got a mix of kind of some fresher faces like you said tachibana comes from stage acting but then i think we can also expect some more familiar voices um you know i believe a little lineup. but this brings up a good point with what you were just saying um what is uh just the synopsis of this you mentioned agents and i really don't know that many details about the story so hmm i don't have the synopsis on top of me and i'm just going off of the trailer uh, because got a high school <laughs> kind of goes in a weird route later down but at the beginning it's pretty much a fighting tournament to kind of seek out the best fighter amongst uh the high schoolers in korea tournament and <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's a tournament arc, essentially. And it's like a season-long <laughs> tournament arc. But uh, there are people who run the tournament and they're agents, or they're called Agent Something. I, it's been such a while, but they're called Agent Something, and I know the cast for those have been announced. But there's also a ton of other characters involved. I'm sorry, they're not agents. They're judges. I had to refresh mm-hmm. my mind. They're judges. and But there's a lot of other participants, so we'll definitely be able to see the different participants and who they're being voiced by for sure. But yeah, I think that's a bit. That's about much as much as we know about the God of High School. So we'll see how Mappa does with the anime adaptation for that. Next on the list, we have Rent a Girlfriend by TMS Entertainment doing the uh, animation production. I have not read it. I've just watched the trailer. It feels like an Otome game or like the visual novel game where the protagonist is just trying to meet different people. Um, I don't know if Otome but... is right in this case. <laughs> Probably not Toma game, no. But it's like a visual novel because yeah. he's dating different people. And uh, so our protagonist, uh, Kazuya Kinoshira, he breaks up with his girlfriend after dating for a month. And so now he uses his online app to kind of rent a girlfriend. And the character that we see a lot is Chizuru Mizuhara. And she's pretty attractive. But then uh, they kind of go on this relationship together. And then in the trailer, I believe they had where he's... He kind of fake says that she is her girlfriend and her families and grandma like celebrates. But in reality, it's, you know, they're just, she, he's just continuing to rent her. And then do they actually love each other or is it, you know, it's just her um, doing it because that's her job as being the girlfriend. I haven't read the source material. I know, I think James, who isn't here with us tonight, he has read the source material. So he has some strong opinions. We'll hear about that probably sometime later this season. That's right. There's a little more than that, though, because... Um... Aside from just the whole like renting girlfriend thing, like the the big part is obviously the the main female protagonist acts a certain way to be his girlfriend when she's getting rented, but he basically gets this misconception that oh, since she acts that way, that must be how she's like in real life. And when he sees her in real life, she's very 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 different, which is uh, portrayed really well when the voice actress voice t- like the tone of her voice very abruptly drops between um, her like girlfriend cutesy face and then it's like oh hello dude that hired me so <laughs> oh you're right you picked it up in the trailers that's true I forgot about that segment but yes that's gonna be exciting to see yeah that's do- like that's actually the main reason I'm planning to watch it because I'm not so big on the plot from the summary but after I like I just feel like it'd be or I hope I mean obviously it might not be it could be a domestic girlfriend dumpster fire but um (laughs) if it isn't I'm hoping like you know it shows how like hey you shouldn't just assume people are this way because they're working professionally at a job sort of thing which you know those are always topics that I care a lot about so 
Um, and it also the art looks really cute and stuff. But I hadn't originally planned to watch it until I saw the trailer. So. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. So the trailer is what convinced you to watch it. Yeah, mainly when, especially when the voice actress like changed her tone, I was like, oh, that's good voice acting. Mm. So. <laughs> That's true. We do, we really care about the voice side. I didn't realize that at the time, but now thinking back of when I watched the trailer, yeah, she does do that. And I'm looking forward to just because uh, it seems like a fun romantic comedy, but also there's that slice of life element being real of, like you mentioned, you're, you're seeing them as their job, but then who are they actually in their real life and seeing how that goes. Because he's, they're in, he's in college too, if I recall. So he's a bit older than our typical other romantic shows that are That's usually true. with high school that students. Sh that should be a point going for it. Mm hmm. Definitely. To a little different, a little more mature of a romantic, uh, romantic I show. I mean, we'll unless see. Maybe he he's... acts like a high school boy, then that yeah. would be. That's what like I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> if he acts like one, then I don't know. I have, we'll see. You know, I'm not sure what to really expect. Having just watched the PV myself, uh, have not read the source material. I mean, uh, again, I just basically watch anime and 99% of the time do not read manga uh, which means I have a fun time experiencing everything for the first time when I watch it uh, that being said the PV there were some good things I got from that like you said the voice acting uh, it's fun and I do see the voice cast in general is actually pretty stacked for this uh, but with the main character especially it's always fun to get that contrast and they can kind of switch modes and i like that it applies to her aesthetically too like her design visually looked quite a bit different in those different scenes yeah no the art is definitely really cute which you know is always a bonus for anything so yeah it, it feels like i don't know if shallow is the right word i feel like i will probably check it out and i might enjoy it and think of it as a guilty pleasure Maybe it'll actually be genuinely really good and nuanced and cover really interesting character topics. Like, as you said, your work personality versus your real personality and all these relationship dynamics. I mean, I enjoy a good rom-com or a rom-comedy. Uh, wait, those are the same thing. Sorry, I meant to say a good rom-com <laughs> or sometimes uh, harem anime. Uh, and this, you know... It certainly looks to be that. There's something about it that has me wary. I think s some of the things you touched on about the premise of, like, rental girlfriend and <laughs> how is the main character and these other girls, how are they going to act? Like, it, it could easily turn into something that I love to hate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I can definitely see that. And going back to the voice acting cast, uh, for those who are not familiar, uh, Chizuru Mizuhara will be voiced by Sora Amamiya, and then Aoyuki will be voicing Mami Nami. Mami Nami, there we go. <laughs> Nanami, Nanami, holy shoot, I cannot read Jeff. I cannot read the Romaji, but yes, Nanami. And those two have voiced a also, lot of very well-known characters. Uh, Takahashi Rie in there? Takahashi Rie. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. Rie Takahashi will be voicing one of the girls as well, too. Yeah, also a big, big voice. You can look her up if you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Rent-A-Girlfriend, we're, we're going to dive into the next show. Uh, my Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu Climax, or known as Odegaru. Uh I haven't caught up, but Isabel, what are your thoughts about the show, or could you give us some insights about that? Um, I've been waiting, this, waiting for this third season for years. Quite literally, um, it <laughs> it's ended, been five years. It's been five years since this has come back, and it was kind of sad that it got pushed back from spring. But I'm totally looking forward to it. Um, I think a lot of fans are looking forward to it. Season three is pretty much, I believe, it's just going to pick up where season two left off and probably take it to the end, since the light novel has, uh, I believe, it recently completed. Mm -hmm. Yes, it completed sometime last year, so it is done. This, so this is this season is actually called the climax. Yes, the final episode or final season. Sorry. Okay. Yes, yeah, so quite literally, it's the final season. Um, so I'm looking definitely looking for the romance to come back as well as the comedy. I've been missing our main man Hachiman. Uh, I just Eight love man. his like was uh, his solo 
Haiku or Soliloquies, I feel like, in the anime. I miss mm. that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think, Mehdi, you're also watching it, so what are, you, what are yeah. your thoughts? So, as we said, it's been five years. I enjoyed season one and two very much. I remember mm -hmm. watching season one very quickly, like, I don't know if binging it's the right word, but it had already aired uh, not long before season two started, and then I watched that as it was airing. And now I really fondly remember like, how the show made me feel and how much I enjoyed it, but trying to remember details about it and where it left off, I am just drawing so many blanks because it's, you know, it's very dense material. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I was five years younger and five years dumber when I first watched it. And I really <laughs> want to revisit seasons one and two before I dive into three because I'm sure there's just so much that has escaped me. Yeah. That's true. I've only watched season one, so I can't watch season three yet. But God, you're right. It's been five years. Like one of the first anime training charts mm -hmm. had the show. Uh, the second season, I think, did very well. I, I think it won too. Yeah, I remember doing uh, one of our awards. Well. Mm -hmm. So it was very loved by our community, but I never got the chance to actually watch it. Like watch it, watch it. Yeah, I maybe got to see scenes of it, but it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fascinating to see how the show does in the anime trending polls five years later. Man, I suppose we're saying five years. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I think definitely the shipping wars are gonna be strong for this summer season, especially mm -hmm. if Snapu's on the charts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if there's, you know, one important thing that. I will never forget about the show, and I can uh, still say going to season three, it's that Yui is best girl. Yui, really? Ooh. Oh yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> uh -oh. The friction has. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I personally like Yukino, so I'm rooting for that ship. <laughs> That's fair. I am really weak to just bubbly girls. Basically, that's the best way I can put it. Is. So, uh, viewers, Medi has a type, is what he's saying. <laughs> oh, no. Correct, but I've got, like, 20 types, depending on my mood, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you're a 2D anime fictional character, though, and you've got a bubbly personality, I'm probably going to like you. That is hilarious. Any final things to say for Oregaru before we move on to the next show? Uh, just looking forward to it, pretty much. Medisan, Yoroshikoni uh, I already said my piece, Yui's best girl. <laughs> oh, that always oh, leave that perfect. Uh, I forgot to mention it for the other shows, but for Oregaru, uh, Snafu, Climax, however you pronounce it, he uh, the show will be airing on High Dive for Rent a Girlfriend, it'll be Crunchyroll, and the Gata High School for Crunchyroll as well, too. Uh, next show on the docket, we have the Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited. Uh, it was streaming on Funimation, the first two episodes, but has been delayed due to the ongoing pandemic. But it's returning, finally, and I believe the third third episode will be airing later, later in July. So they're going to rebroadcast the first two episodes in Japan, and then the third episode will come out. Uh, I'm excited for this just because we all love Daisuke. Um, I just love posting on Twitter. We all just love Daisuke. Like, he is rich. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's been so long. Oh, man, I forgot he's, how, okay, how okay. great of a character he's, he is. He's basically Batman, but a lot less stoic and <laughs> a lot more jerk-ass, basically. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's a great way to describe him. He's... But then you also, but then you have Mamoru Miyano as Haru, and Haru's the, I don't know what I'm doing, and like stop, you know, go doing your stuff, Daisuke, and He's it's it's great like seeing the Watson to the eccentric Sherlock Holmes. Yes, yes, he he is definitely like that, and I, it's been a while watching Mamoru Miyano not being like a he is. I mean, he always is in a lot of lead roles, but usually he's characters that are independent or doing their own thing like with inspector he was the main uh mamoru miyano was the character for that uh voicing the character for that but for haru he's kind of he's a rookie that's the thing he's he's new to to this so he's a lot more um uh inexperienced and uh, is always thrown off by the thing daisuke does sorry i i have to correct you because i i um he it's not that he's a rookie it's more like something has happened in his prior work and he got demoted is what it sounds like in the first two episodes 
Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yes, that thing. Oh, crap. Being quarantined in two months, I already forgot what happened to first two episodes. I need to go rewatch. I mean, re-watch it's a while this. back, and I have like a crazy memory when it comes to like stories. Like I remember movies that I've watched in elementary school, and you know, and my parents will rewatch it. They'll be like, "We've never seen that before," and I'll be like, "No, we did. Here's the entire plot." And so I just I have a crazy memory wow. in regards to these things. <laughs> That's a shame Dang. you didn't watch. I wish I had that. Guyru five years ago. Then you could just fill me in on every detail. Yeah, the only thing I know about Origaru is that uh, Hachimaru is very clearly uh, attracted to a cute boy named uh, uh, Totsuka. Oh, Totsuka, yes. Yeah, oh, Totsuka. and oh, I watch clips of them because I just think it's funny, so. <laughs> Totsuka's great. That's true. Um, no, uh, I think Million, I'm really excited for that as well. Um, obviously, I, I watched the last, uh, the first two episodes. Um, I thought it was funny how much anime Twitter was just like, done with Daisuke Kanbe like they were just they were uh whipped for him it was the funniest thing in the world <laughs> it was trending on Twitter yeah no everyone like... was whipped for him it was so funny but um I think uh so my roommate um I call her G so my roommate also our unofficial uh translator she uh, made a point and said that uh, Mamoru Miyano is actually doing a really good job in his role because we're so used to hearing him in the more flamboyant sort of dramatic mm, characters. Thank you, that flamboyant. It, that does match us more like flamboyant and like, um, you know, extrovert personality. So it's very rare for us to hear him in a more like reserved role. So thank you. You got the terms that I was trying to m- mention. I just couldn't think of it because it's freaking Mamoru Rubiano. Like, ah, like you would watch anything with his voice in it. I do want to point out, though, that Daisuke Kanbe's voice actor is not a voice actor professionally. He's actually a professional dancer. So this is his first ever role. And um, it's this is likely going to be very, very, very big for him considering how much the character has made waves in the anime community already. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a good start for him. <laughs> And it's true. It's Yusuke Oonuku. Oonuki. Oonuki. There's two O's. He's he's a very, very handsome man who has a great body because, once again, he's a professional dancer. (laughs) So... That's all I have for Millionaire Detective I'm, because we we saw two episodes. I just want more. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> uh, curious on what it's going to do. I think the only thing I'm a little worried about is if it starts following a formula, then it will get less interesting because there's only so many mm-hmm. times you can, Daisuke Kanbe can use, I mean, not so many times as the world has already shown. Yeah, you can literally use money to buy out anything you want, unfortunately. But mm. if that's like just going to be the entire plot of the series, then that's going to lose steam pretty, pretty fast. So um, so we'll see where it goes. And hopefully it doesn't become like a, a, a like a consistent pattern throughout the episodes. That's what I'm most worried about. Same. And I, and I hope that one of the, things i like about the stories when characters meet their uh difficulties or having trouble and what they need to do next so waiting for that moment where he can't buy his way out of it and then seeing how he solves the problem will be fascinating i mean the key visual has a lot of characters too in the background that we have yet to be introduced so i'm very excited to see all the different characters uh, show up that we unfortunately couldn't get yet last season but we'll see uh that show again will be streaming on funimations and i think other streaming platforms too will be having it so that'll be fun and for those in southeast asia it will be on anyone's youtube channel so that'll be exciting uh next we have gb8 the samurai virus show (laughs) it's it's uh, timing wise how unfortunate in the year 2030 uh there's this infection like i think they turn it into like zombies Wait, well, if you well, look at the video it's not really 2030 okay not, so 10 years from now they're not so not that's what i know it was but i could have sworn i heard you say 2020 and i was gonna laugh but that was just my imagination Sorry, it's not, no worries it's not zombies it's like they're monsters? more like monsters if you think of something yeah. uh this this might be a good key point to bring up so the monster designer is Naoki Serizawa, who is one of the manga, who is the mangaka for a number of Resident Evil and Biohazard mangas, Ooh. and mm-hmm. they're probably following along the format that when you're 
bitten or somehow infected, you actually turn into this really grotesque monsters. And if anybody is following the reboots of Resident Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, you know how scary these things look. Um, and from based on what I saw in the PV, it pretty much echoes that. Uh, there's these the turn and the virus is not consistent, as in like when it infects a person, it also changes based on their race and their sex and ethnicity. Um, so that definitely plays a factor of the variety of monsters that play within this series. I think most of these monsters are CGI'd. Um, so I don't know how that will play in with the animation for the general characters. Yeah, it looked interesting in the PV. I definitely noticed some CG monsters with some very 2D humans, and that can work. It definitely can. Uh, some shows can it do can. can do it, but um, I we haven't actually seen full fledged fighting clips right. of these characters actually slashing and dicing. If anything, they're more very stagnant shots within the PV of the one character doing like a bunch of slashing movements, yeah. but it's done like in a weird slow mo way. It reminds so. me a lot of stereotypical, like I guess I would say old school. Yeah, that's definitely the it's feel. Just like, it's like it feels... stock footage or like a just <laughs> image with a, some moving lines in the background. It's yeah, like, oh, it definitely it. felt like an old school version of like North of the Fist of the Northern Star. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, well, not, and maybe a bit of a Ninja Scroll too. A Basilisk Ninja a little Scroll. Bit. Yeah, uh, just I, a little bit. I do want to note, by the way, that the PV might have been very hastily stitched together. So... Um, the director released like a public statement on the uh, anime's website um, where he, he actually wrote it in English to, or it got translated to English. And basically he said that um, they decided to focus more on completing the anime during the pandemic, mainly because, hello, marketing kind of does it for itself in this case with the virus. But um, they, they did think it was more important to complete it, to bring the anime to them. Um, during this whole thing than focus on spending time on marketing, namely like visuals and PVs and stuff like that. So he basically admitted to the fact that he knows like what they've released so far at advertising this series isn't like, it's kind of lackluster in regards to how um, normal anime series are done, but it was more like they wanted to finish it and to bring the series to the audience instead of thinking about marketing and stuff. And I actually met the the guy who made the comment too. He's kind of the head behind the project and wrote the story. His name is Ryo Aoki, and he debuted uh, the trailer too at C three Alpha in Singapore. And it was really cool. What what got me excited about it was uh, Yoshitaka Amano is designing the characters, and he designed the stuff for Final Fantasy. And he had this really awesome artwork of the characters at the exhibit hall, and you can just see this like. It feels very traditional Japanese style where there's a lot more ink involved. And that's what got me really interested to see those designs then get translated in anime. So it's going to be fun to see how it goes. And that's correct. Yeah, they marketing-wise, they didn't do a lot of it. But I commend them for not getting too bogged down on that so they can get it out here so we can enjoy it. Because I know they were supposed to do some stuff at Anime Expo. And unfortunately, couldn't due to the pandemic. Anime Expo is now... Uh, moved online to Anime Expo Lite, and they will have panels about this, I believe, too. They have featured Yoshitaka Amano, um, as well as one of their major guests. So we want to see what they'll highlight in the panel. And then recently, which is interesting, too, because uh, I knew about this quite a while ago in November when they, when uh, he was at Singapore. Uh, and then recently, Crenshaw's come out to say it's a Crenshaw original show, so I'm curious to see how involved Crenshaw is with this uh, property. Well, that is good to hear about the PV. I think it goes to show how many times early PVs and the final products really different from each other, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have a really promising mm-hmm. PV, and then the show goes into production hell. Sounds like they you know, had priorities the other way, which is good this time, that they said we can chill on the PV, just get the show right. Um, and we've mentioned a few examples, but... All in all, the like production staff behind this anime is really prestigious and interesting. It's like a collaboration of 
Oh, let's see. How, how many different creators? I, I, there's a lot. I don't want to use the buzzword that they made was all stars, all like stars. the Japanese all like stars. That. Yeah. Well, they called it all stars. Amano on character design, Serizawa on mm-hmm. monster design, uh, and then and then the Yoshida Aoki brothers is the writer of the planning project. And yes, the Yoshida brothers on the music. That was the first thing that kind of you know caught my eye with this project and i look at it and said oh there's like quite there's like a lot of really cool people behind this and then when i watched the pv even though visually i was like yeah i'm not sure right away i was like "Ooh, i love this shamisen music this is awesome mm-hmm. yeah the shamisen's a nice touch so i'm hoping they also sorry just at the very least you know worst case scenario this will be a great sounding anime it definitely will be, and the cast they got so far is pretty rich. Uh, Tats- Tatsuya Kakihara will be playing as the protagonist, yes. and he's most well known for Natsu from Fairy Tale and various other shows. And probably just can't remember off the top of my head, but he's he's everywhere. Um, but the most pro- well known show is that, um, yeah, his voice. He it'll be fun to see where this goes. But yeah, that's. That's GB8. Anything else for GB8 um, in this pandemic world? I just, I'm, the timing is so ironic because the concept was created like, <laughs> y- like at least a full years, year before the years. idea of COVID nineteen yeah. exists, and then this happened the year that they were planning to release it. So <laughs> it's it's slightly prophetic in yes, a sense. It is. Um, it is. I also want to mention that this is kind of interesting because we see such a big flux on isekai. But this almost seems mm. reverse isekai um, because I think it mentions that they're actually time travelers yes. from the ancient Edo yes. period. So I'm interested to see how this is going to mesh well together in a dystopian world where possibly guns still exist, question mark. Um, but yeah. yeah, we didn't see a lot of it, so we'll see. That's true. They did. I believe they are uh, time travelers, which is why they have that Kamisen music by the Yoshida Boda, which is a great Shamisen. blend. I love it. Shamisen, thank you. Kamisen, oh my god. <laughs> I blame all the the Tower of God. They got a high school. Oh. <laughs> that's that's me. Um, next show, uh, uh, yeah, GB eight. That would be on Crunchyroll, I can't obviously. Believe Crunch I forgot original. to mention this, but the oh, way it's yes. written, I just I assumed Japanese, and I'm oh. like, ah, Gigiate. <laughs> but then I saw how it's actually written in Kanji. I mean, it it's no better than mine. GB8. But that that throws me off because normally, well, and I guess it's because they call it. Jibia, it's like a, a proper noun, a whole. But I, normally, if I see a G in Romanized letters, I assume it's going to be pronounced G. And if I saw a J, then I would call it GB8. But that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just my... I mean, at least it's better than mine. I thought it sounded like Gigabyte. So <laughs> I've constantly, almost called it. I'm constantly confused every time I see that title. Yeah. My brain just doesn't work. Well, because it's G I G B, and then it's. Eight for ATE, which makes sense in an English perspective, but I'm all, I was not thinking of it in English. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Huh. We'll see how that... That's. Don't worry. I almost called it Gigabyte, too. It, it, it threw <laughs> me off a bit. It's okay. Uh, excited to see how that show goes. Uh, next on the docket, we have The Misfit of Demon King Academy. It, it's a much longer name. I I feel so bad for whoever has to say the full, full name. I think it's what... Uh, I'm trying to pull it up when I get the chance. But it, this, this show is interesting. Uh, not... Uh, here we go. The Misfit of Demon King Academy, history's strongest demon king, reincarnates <laughs> and goes to a school with its descendants. Translated from Mao Gakuin no Futeki Gosha Shijo Saikyo no Mao no Shiso Tensei Shito no Gakuin. Is this a light novel? Yes. Yes. I knew it. <laughs> it is a light. Yes, it is a light novel. Like, holy shit. I. Aniplex tends to get really long shows. The last time was like Lord Elmiller, Case File, Rail Zeppelin, something, something. I probably forgot Grace about Note. it too. Now they have. Grace Note. Thank you. Grace Note. I forgot about that. Oh my god. But yeah, this show, I have not read the light novel. I saw the trailer only. And I think the part that got me laughing was the protagonist was spinning a castle with his finger. Like, you spin the football, like a basketball. Uh, I don't know what the term is for, but it's just hilarious that he's spinning an entire castle with the the tip of his finger. It was just like, okay, this is so absurd. 
I I just want to watch because it's so crazy. <laughs> For me, yeah, I, I just oh. oh sorry, Maddie, go on. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I also just watched the PV, knowing nothing about the source material. I read the synopsis and the premise, and I'm like, okay, this sounds pretty funny. And I watched it, and I was not disappointed. It looks absolutely hilarious. Uh, you know, comedies with overpowered main characters are pretty fun you know think one punch man or um you know that time i got reincarnated as a slime might be more comparable to this though this is interesting because it's not a proper isekai it's nor is it a reverse isekai because the no because whole... it's like he's still in his own world no yeah. matter what yeah it's just time travel right yeah, pretty much. He's a, he's a demon king, and then he's reincarnated two thousand years later. But now he's, uh, like a student in the academy, and he has to learn all the magical stuff and whatnot. But during his demon king time, he was like you know killing people, taking over the world, blah blah blah. But now he's reborn as like a student, and then now he has to kind of get his powers again. Yeah. And I, I that's all I know about it based on the synopsis too, as well. Of course, I'm sure he's going to find his way up to the top to to take over the world. But it's right now, he's, from, he's a human what being. What I can so. get from the PV is it sounds like he gets into his powers a little too quickly for someone who's just going into high school. So I'm guessing his memories were not properly wiped when he was reincarnated. So uh, <laughs> that or his muscle memories were properly wiped. Um, Did you guys watch yeah, a little the bit. entire PV like to the very end? There's, oh yes, there's a yes, yes, yes. Bit At the end, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> but well, I mean, that, the PV's out there. Yeah, it's true. Okay, I, I suggest that listeners interested go watch that PV. I mean, I think you can just to the very Netflix end. Netflix uploaded to the, very the trailer end. just on YouTube. Um, it is, and then for South Southeast Asia fans, uh, it'll be broadcasting on Annie Plus Asia. They've also uploaded the trailer recently too, as well. And if you guys are a little uh, unsure I, I about starting it, because I'm um actually like the the summary actually isn't something that would naturally appeal to someone like me. Um, my uh, roommate once again is extremely 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 high like quality in regards to what she enjoys like you guys have no idea what standards she sets for like a good story and she saw like that it was getting adapted and she was like oh you need to watch this because it's actually really good i was like oh okay Mm. so (laughs) hmm uh Key thing too, the directors behind this show, uh, one of the directors worked on Bofuri, and I know that show is very popular for a lot of fans. And this is the same animation production studio behind Villainous as well too, and Bofuri. Really? So, they're they're very busy. Yeah, obviously, uh, animation productions that's the main uh, people, but there's always various different types of staff, directors, yes. and whatnot. But yeah, Shin uh, Shin Oonuma Oonuma, he's he's direct he's co-directing with. Masafumi uh, Tamura, and he has a, he's he's been around the industry for a very long time. Uh, not to bog down his track record, but he has he's done a ton of key animation for all kinds of shows. Um, can't remember any top of my head, but I I was looking through his just what he's worked on, and there's a lot of a lot of other shows. I think he did work on both for you, actual working on both for you as well too, and a lot of other uh, uh, isekai ish shows, or not isekai shows, but other shows that deal with magic and whatnot. So I'm curious to see how this goes. Yeah, it looks like a fun time. Yes, it does. Uh, we'll see how it does. Uh, ReZero Season 2 is here. Yay. Where's the room? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just say it just once. I, At this point, at this point, I'm kind of tired of all the comments of where's the room. It's like, all right, we get it now. <laughs> but yeah, ReZero Season 2 is finally here. It was originally set for spring, but was delayed due to the pandemic uh i i wish i finished season one i haven't technically finished it i'm at the point where a lot of shows where i've watched like the the 18th or 20th episode but not the last few so i should probably get into that uh, for anyone uh, but who's confused Agnes. as to why he couldn't finish Nubles is too busy doing anime for uh to watch anime properly so <laughs> his trademark is it's... usually soon <laughs> when whenever he <laughs> yes. has to finish something well 
technically that's a term from Activision Blizzard or video games that take so long. But yeah, at this point, I've 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 taken upon myself with that. With uh, yes, uh, soon, TM. I only know ReZero through a lot of things that people have commented about. And from what I can tell, a lot of people were semi-unsatisfied or unsatisfied, with, depending how you want to twist it, with the ending and um, Rem versus Amelia. But from what I remember, people who read the light novel said that this is only a prologue. So I'm hoping that with season two, it delves into something that's either darker or more substantial than Subaru just trying to swing his sword around for Amelia, but not really doing what he needs to do i okay i i detest that sort of comment not saying i detest you obviously but (laughs) um i detest that sort of comment because the whole like ship war thing has completely underwritten actually like the actual plot and character development that was happening because um like I, I honestly, I don't care. I don't care who Subaru <laughs> ends up with. He could, he could actually end up with no one, and I would likely be satisfied because the the first I watched the first season and I absolutely loved it. It blew my mind because it overturned every single generic like isekai trope that you can think of right on its head. And so, and they do it in a very clever way where they bait you into thinking, oh, this is a typical isekai anime, and then they're like, ha, psych, and then they change things up and so um so i'm absolutely thrilled for season two because of like how season one has has shocked me and if it's gonna be another emilia versus rem a ship war again from the community i like will just privately see in my room because i'm like this the ship war means so little compared to like what the story is actually like talking about so <laughs> and that's totally fair that's totally fair yeah the Anime should be judged more in its content rather than the ship wars. But considering how hotly contended it was, we'll see how that shapes the anime viewers into season two. Yeah, or if I anything, mean, like I said, I can hope. I, I know it's still going to be a big thing, but at this point, I'm like, I don't even care who he ends up with or if he ends up with anyone. I just want to know what the hell is going on. So. <laughs> and in terms of uh season two i think fans can be reassured it's the main it's essentially the same staff are behind season one um white fox in charge of the animation production uh director is the same um masaharu watanabe he's also a very well-known animator as well he's worked on stuff like naruto shippuden as well as uh, i think he did a storyboard too for re-zero season one and some stuff for akame ga kill i believe as well so uh, shows in good hands. Uh, we'll look forward to to watching. I do have to agree too as well. The reason I I could care less about the ship wars, and not to say that you know if you're passionate about it, go for it. That's you. I'm you know that's just not my thing. I just liked the story, just seeing Subaru Subaru struggle, and just the character interactions for him to to realize that yes, even though he's in this world, he has to find his foothold and his ways in this unique circumstance. Versus oh. Other isekais, you know, everything's kind of given to you or you're, you know, superpower or you have stuff and, and you know, life is good. And you just deal with different challenges. So it's going to be fun to see how Yeah, this, no, how that's like, that's guys. honestly the biggest thing that like is, you know, it's greatest, uh, not flaw, sorry, it's the opposite. It's, um, it's greatest strength is the fact that it's people mm-hmm. in, it's almost like the author or the story saying like, Yes, you go into another world, but hello, this is an actual world where things don't just magically show up in your favor at all, including a girl that you help. Like, just because you (laughs) helped her and you're attracted to her and you're nice to her does not mean that she's in any shape or form expecting you to be her hero or if she, like, even wants you to be her hero, you know? So um, so I'm just excited to see where this goes from there because the writing is absolutely brilliant that's what i love about it too so i'll get to it eventually soon <laughs> let me soon <laughs> soon don't worry i should start season one medi let's let's go rewatch it medi you would like it oh, you re-watch. would like it a lot <laughs> i need to rewatch well, it i'm sure I, I think you'll like it there's a ton like of great critically acclaimed classic anime that i know for a fact i would love uh and that does not change the fact that 
I have not started them. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. That's why we're here to give you even more shows to add to your anime watch God, list. Don't worry. Nightmare. Welcome to the nightmare. Welcome, no, welcome to the Twilight Zone. There you go. <laughs> uh, with that, ReZero Season 2 will be streaming on Crunchyroll, and it should be broadcasting on Animax Asia for those in Southeast Asia. Uh, next, we have a, a little bit of not a different show, Japan Sinks, Japan Sinks 2020. There we go. Uh, that show will be released on Netflix, but all 10 episodes, uh, I believe 10 episodes or 12, I don't I remember think it was episode 10, count, yeah. but all episodes will be dropping July 9th. On Netflix. Is it 10? Okay, thank you. Uh, July 9th, and I'm looking forward to it, not just because of the topic, but also just staff. Um, it's animated by Sain Saru, which is the studio behind Devil May Cry Baby. Uh, they worked on recently Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, which is a recent show too. Uh, Ping Pong the Animation, another big one for them. And a lot of movies that have done very well, uh, like Lou Over the Wall, Ride Your Wave, uh, Night is Short, Walk on Girl. And uh, Masaki Iwasa served as director for the yeah. show, so it's really exciting to see how it goes. If you know the name Masaki Iwasa. Uh, this is the studio associated with him, basically. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to watch it. And Kensuke Ushio will be composing the soundtrack. Uh, he also worked on the soundtrack for uh, Devilman Crybaby and um, Ping Pong, but also a sound voice, Listen to Bluebird. And by the time this podcast is out, uh, we here at Anime Training are very honored to premiere i think will premiere if i recall one of the soundtracks Ooh. from japan scene 2020 uh so do check out our website we should have links everywhere to listen to one of the soundtrack by kensuke ushio so i'm really check excited um we had the soundcloud ch- oh god no don't listen to it i don't even have any mixtapes <laughs> uh but besides all that you know key major staff um it deals with this like sci-fi post uh, post not quite post-apocalyptic, but sci-fi. I feel like it's like happening, world. so maybe it's apocalyptic, not post-apocalyptic. That's true. It's titled <laughs> yeah, Japan that's... Sinks mm-hmm. 2020, not Japan Sank mm-hmm. 2015. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's why I held back my words, but it's Japan Sinks 2020, and essentially a major earthquake happens, and a family. I believe has to survive in like an arch- archipelago islands uh, because this major earthquake devastates Japan, and then now they're they have to like you know survive and deal with what's happening. So their normal day of life now comes to an end, almost fitting like what's happening right now in this pandemic world. But at least we're still at home and able to kind of do our things. But here, the world truly is has changed, and I like environmental shows. Uh, Medi, I know you are one to love that as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, earthquakes are interesting. They're more like... They're one of the few natural disasters that... Well, can certainly be... It's not predictable or easily influenced or even preventable. Like, we can do things to... Uh, to prepare against prepare, them somewhat. Right. I, I still put it in a different kind of bucket as far as other environmental things that are a little more widespread or slow building and all that like i love environmental narratives i love weathering with you for many reasons uh i i I was an environmental policy student so i'm like a eco-friendly nerd (laughs) but yes still in that realm i am interested in how something like that like you said the world changes and how it affects people's daily lives Any final comments, Tracy, about Japan Sinks 2020? I, it's coming out July 9th, which is kind of fast, so it's only in a couple couple weeks. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm like thinking <laughs> what Medi was saying, and I, if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, so don't quote me on this, guys, but I think China uh, considers, or Chinese environmental scientists considered uh, earthquakes to be the scariest of the natural disasters that exist. So, um I'm so inclined be... to agree. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I live in California, so I'm always just well, have that fear insane. in the back of my mind, like any I day think, now. I think the reason is what you've already mentioned, Mehdi, is that it, it is just a lot harder to predict. And on top of that, it happens so fast and so quickly. There's yeah. not really any time to like prepare for it. So, mm-hmm. um, and 
and it's kind of funny because it's almost a year since Anime Expo 2019. Oh, that was great. And that's <laughs> oh, and, we, yeah. and, and we had an earthquake there, remember? We had an earthquake no, there. No, no, so no, 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 no. guys, it's... guys, what was great was um was, I think I think Nubles was with me, but right when the earthquake was happening, we were at a Wit Studio panel and um they were showing an oh, attack yeah. on Titan clip, so the earth was literally shaking oh. <laughs> on the video with surround yes. sound and then it felt like the ground was shaking and I was thinking, damn, they've really amped it up this <laughs> It ends up being a 4D experience instead of like an actual experience of an earthquake. Yes, I genuinely I thought like know, the right? music was so loud that it made the room shake. And then afterwards, uh, the people were like, "I think an earthquake just happened." I was like, "Oh yes, that would that would make more sense." <laughs> I remember that moment. I think I was outside. I had just left a panel, and then I felt the earthquake while I was outside. And I was like, where's Nubles and Gracie? Wait, they're still stuck in a panel. And I like bolted yep. to the panel because I was so worried. Oh, <laughs> Agnes. Oh, thank you, Agnes. Well, I mean, we love an, you. I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a born Californian. And, I, li- and yeah. I live in an area where there are some frequent earthquakes too. And that's what was so funny. Same. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Sort of, I mean, I, I don't live quite uh, down where those two are further up north. But uh, Bay Area, so still, you know, earthquake central. But it was really funny. People were saying how all the native Californians were like, oh, yeah, another earthquake. Like, it was kind of middling. It wasn't huge. Or it was pretty big, but not really that close to AX, so it didn't feel that big there. But anyone from out of state or out of country that just was not used to earthquakes, like, oh, my God. Not from Japan. Yeah, those, we all, those who were from Japan. Yeah, those from yeah. Japan were, you know, they were like, earthquakes oh, okay, even cool. more than Californians. But, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're coming from Iowa or just the Midwest or something and you're suddenly feeling a mild earthquake in California. People and then like, there's ah! there's my dumbass who lives in a state that's flat on like a, that is about as flat as flat can be. So no earthquakes whatsoever. And I'm just like, man, this attack on Titan Cliff really went <laughs> I heard that one of the earthquakes struck... Um, during a Love Live Aquas concert, it did. And it they did. Just kept performing. I was just outside that. People were like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I thought, "Wait, I think hmm? weren't, weren't we at the Promare panel?" Actually, oh yeah, it's the Promare. It was the Promare yeah, panel. Yeah. We were at the Promare. You were at the Promare panel. We were at the Promare panel. I was leaving, and it just ended too. Yeah. Like it just ended, which oh. is hilarious. Yeah, it was Promare. Sorry, it wasn't Wit Studio. It was Promare. I just didn't leave. No, no, no. There, there was Wit Studio. Oh, so the one two. happened at the Wit Studio. Yeah, there were there two. Were two. Oh. One happened at Wit Studio in the morning, and then. We experienced it again because you and I were watching Promare uh, at the studio, uh, the, the the premiere Promare at the Trigger panel, and that also had another earthquake too. Wait, then there was another one. There was a third one then, right? Because I think I think it was a mild I think one, it, it but was, I didn't felt the third. I one. was outside for that one. I wasn't with you. I think it was the Trigger drawing one. Oh yeah, maybe. that I was know. the. I think that was the last one. I think there were. Yeah, I think it was three consecutive uh, earthquakes there, that there day. There were aftershocks for sure. Yeah, yeah there were with aftershocks. The morning one. There was footage from like a helicopter, a um, like news coverage that said all these people evacuated from the convention center like in response to an earthquake. But it was just the lines to get into Anime Expo. <laughs> yes, and, it was pretty much like they were like they were going, "Oh, look at all these people evacuating." Oh, he reports that no, they're just stuck in line. Oh, wait, people are stuck in line trying to get in. What? Yeah, it was a. It uh, kind of blew up a little bit. Just that night, and it then did. afterwards, it was fine. And that's our but yes. Anime Expo 2019, I mean, since 2019, uh, retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yes, Japan's in 2020. Uh, don't know too much about it. I know it's based off a light, uh, not light novel, based off of a very popular uh, disaster novel in Japan. It was written back in the 70s, and I know he's working on a sequel, I believe. So excited to see how Science Saru and its uh, animation team adapts that. Again, we'll be on Netflix July 9th. Uh, we're almost done. Two more shows we have on the list. Uh, next one is Mr. Love Queen's Choice, which is based on an oto- Chinese Otoma game, Evo Evol X Love. I I, I, maybe, I, I think, think that's it was like say. blow your mind, it, but Evo is love backwards. Oh, oh, you're right. Wait, did you guys oh, not notice? <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. Wait, Wait. <laughs> I did not notice that. Wait, I didn't even see that. Wait, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Wait. 
Because, like, the whole the whole premise about the story is people having supernatural powers, and I think it's science-related. There's a lot of genetics involved, and mm-hmm. science experimentation, I should say. And I think they mentioned that those people with special powers are called evil, which I would assume is, like, evolution, or, like, evolvers, Fair, not yeah. love backwards. <gasps> Wait, that kind of blew my mind. Of course it's an Otome game. That makes sense. <laughs> I thought... That was my hilarious joke of like, guys, did you know obvious thing? But then I guess nobody else noticed, which is even funnier. We did not. I think but... we were focusing more on the fact that this is going to be an Otome game with really high stakes because of all the staff. Because because Mappa is also animating, is in charge of the animation production, which is crazy. Yeah, it's Mappa that's doing this. And you have a director, Minihisa Sakai, 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 Sakai. Who Sakai, okay. who worked on episode animations for like Zombieland Saga, Descending Stories, Showa Genroku Rokuro Shinju, and also surprisingly movies and various episodes for One Piece. So that already has a very good repertoire for a director. And then of course you have the heartthrobs of voice actors in there. So it seems like another kind of all star cast <laughs> series, except it's an Otome game. So it's probably going to be an interesting story, I guess. Yeah. Oh, Yuki Ono. Yeah, it's Yuki Ono, Tomokazu Sugita. And Tomokazu Sugita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's two JoJo's. Yeah, there's two <laughs> JoJo's, yep. And then, of course, you have, like, Hirokawa, which is, like, Ray from Free. And then, of course, Kakihara is also in this one, too. So he's technically voicing two series this season. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that's coming from a game. And it's actually from a Chinese-based game um, that recently got adapted into English uh, last year. I think it's called Mr. Luck. Mm. Yeah. And, and they actually released a trailer for this back in 2019. That's why I was personally excited for it like one year ago. And I started playing as the game came out. Oh, so you do play it? I used to play it. I played it last year. And I totally forgot oh, about to. it because I, I think I caught up to most of the chapters back then. Like They were slowly getting translated into English. And so when I was playing it, uh, I played that for a while, and then I kind of stopped because there weren't that many chapters. I just had to keep going. Of course, there are always SSRs coming out or, like, you know, different cards for the different guys that you could choose. It really depends on which, um, I guess, the which route you want to go. Have any of you guys played? Agnes, have you played the game at all? Just curious. I haven't played the game, but I have played similar... Um... Mm-hmm kind of like otome games for mobile so i am familiar with the type of routes so in this case i want to ask you from someone who did play the game how do you expect this anime to go for its route do you think it's going to be a series that encompasses all the route or specifically pinpoint one yeah it looks like when i watch the trailer it seems like they want to go with you know all the guys or like somehow like create a storyline from that um the only thing i'm afraid about because they did not announce like a girl character or any you know voice actor for the girl it might be like a you know second person type anime and i'm i'm not i don't really like those too much Mm. i mean that's nice you know you get all the guys to yourself or something but (laughs) it feels weird when you're watching it i feel like at that point you could just play the game right yeah and the game's pretty fun yeah if you wanted that perspective but i i mean they did have the girl in the chinese trailer so i don't know how that's gonna go Interesting. I guess we'll find mm-hmm. out. I'm just curious to see how it happens because it is major staff and mop and tragedy animation. So we'll see. I'm looking to see if they ever announced um, the cast for the the female protagonist. I assume, like like most of Tomy games, you're you're playing as the female character, correct? Yeah, that's right. You're the main character, and then you decide, uh, you know, how the story wants to go, or whatever choices you make, will affect the story later on. And which, mm-hmm. uh, is there a boy named Haku? There is in the Haku show. Is Haku. I always get the name. Oh no, they have different names. Okay, never mind. Sorry, I was trying to see if I can find it. Yeah, they only have announced the 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 boys, the four boys. So never mind. Hmm. Not a lot of information, though. We don't know too much about it, and it's coming out very soon, so we'll see. And with that, 
we have one last show we want to touch on decadence decadence not dance decadence uh it's an original show anime show uh directed by yuzuru tachikawa who also was the original creator and director for death billards the movie and then death parade very well uh i would argue one of the popular tv anime series back then due to its amazing opening sound uh, opening theme song um by bradio and this director also worked on uh, mob psycho 100 and the second season of that too uh with animation ad- anime adaptation uh anime production by bones uh this one is worked by studio nut and will be streaming on funimation so i'm curious to see this show because it's it's it, it's um i i i didn't watched a new trailer sadly but i got to hang out a little bit with the director and he f- featured one of the trailers and it was more of like the, the this not dystopian but kind of this wasteland and you have this giant obelisk mech thing and i know there's a lot of like gears and machinery involved so i'm really to see uh, how this goes and because of how well he did death parade i, I love the concept of that story and i mean he directed mob Psych 100 which is praised before its animation and storytelling so he did a good job with that i'd like to point um, out that noobles just dropped a, a like a very nonchalant brag about he oh hung yeah out with the, Always the casual flesh <laughs> <laughs> it's like so anyway i was having a drink with uh this animation director no we didn't have week. a dr- no we did have a drink i just hosted I, his I panel just, like one of his panels oh, just <laughs> this is like no you know no big yes. deal like i didn't watch the last pv but i do hang out with him <laughs> it was only once okay i just i was having a good time we were talking about mob psycho 100 and i wish i had my notes still from that panel because he talked a bit about decadence and i don't have it with me i couldn't find it which makes me sad uh because i moved since An- cruncher expo 2019 but i love this man he was he was fun i, I wish i actually had to drink with him I-, I can't drink but yeah not that i can't it's just my body won't uh, except alcohol. <laughs> Sounds like you can't then. <laughs> no. Oh, that's really funny. We actually we actually interviewed Tomori uh, Kuzunoki, the the voice of Len from SCL Alternative Gun Gale. We interviewed her too. So this is a perfect show for yeah. us. Oh yeah, we did. That was cool. Yeah, I just, just saw the casting. So she's going to be in the in the anime world with uh, Tatsuyuki Konishi, who was uh, Jonathan Joestar from JoJo's oh, yeah. it's funny. Uh, Bizarre he, he's Adventure. He's often credited as being Jonathan and JoJo's because he voiced him in the 2007 movie adaptation of some chapters of Phantom Blood. But since then, he's actually oh, more known okay. as the voice of Diavolo in JoJo Part 5. I mean, among That's a hilarious. ton of other series. It's just funny when a quick Google search says like, oh, he's Jonathan and JoJo's, but not really the one you're thinking of from 2012. But in that JoJo series, he's a part five character, big part five character. That's hilarious, huh? So I mean, we don't know too much about it. It's an original know. show. The more you know, yeah. Don't always just Google search. We we do fall pit to that sometimes. <laughs> I'm any confident oh, yeah, that with Tachikawa as the director, it's going to be a pretty much a foolproof concept. Um, it's very fleshed out in terms of the PV of how the characters interact with each other in the world, it doesn't feel like it's mm-hmm. stereotypical, but it feels like something a little bit more refreshing than the usual. And because it's Tachikawa, I'm expecting a lot of feels somewhere. Mm. Mm. It's yeah. And Mob Psycho too. Yeah, especially Mob Psycho. Uh, season 2. Well, both of them That's true. Here, but yeah, yeah, Season 2 especially. So... So I'm looking at the synopsis. Oh, oh no, no. Isabel. I have nothing to say. Oh. Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, I feel like it. It's it reminds me a little bit about uh, Kabaneri and like you, uh, Kabaneri of the Iron mm. Fortress a few years back. Mm. Um, like you said, yeah. looking at the synopsis, it's like the people are living on like this. Uh, you know, with the gears and everything, it seems like they're living on this fortress that's moving, or something like that. Oh, you're so right. Kind of has that steampunk it's... feel. <laughs> Thank you, steampunk. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word. Now that yeah. you mentioned it. Thank you. It. Definitely. It does like that type. And it looks like the in the society you fall into two uh, classes: gears or tankers. So either you're able to fight or you don't fight. And 
is a little bit post-apocalyptic since this is years after humanity was on the brink of extinction. So we'll see how this develops. But yeah, there's a I'm always cautious with original shows because you may have this grand idea, but it's tough to execute original shows. But he did such a good job with Death Parade. I, I had really high hopes, so I, I hope he is successful. I'm often optimistic with originals for the sake of, like, I guess just that it's written for the medium, where sometimes something is written to make a great game story or a great manga or light novel, but then when it comes to the animation medium, it doesn't play to it quite as well. Mm, that's true. That does tend to happen sometimes. And that's Decadence. Uh, it will be streaming on Funimation and uh, will be broadcasting through AniPlus Asia for those who are in Southeast Asia. Uh, we couldn't talk a lot of all the shows, but we do want to give some special mentions. Uh, Fire Force Season 2 is coming back with David Production in charge of the animation. Uh, that show uh, looks to be kicking off quite well in the direction. Um, I know there's uh, some developments like the, the pillars and, and whatnot. Not the Demon Slayer pillars, but uh, its own pillars in its universe. Uh, so that show's happening. Uh, that will be on Funimation and Andy Plus Asia. And we also have Great Pretender. That show is currently streaming on Netflix Japan and should be coming out uh, globally soon. Uh, that with studio panel, actually, Agnes and myself that we talked about. So great segue from the earthquake. Uh, we watched the first episode and interviewed some of the uh, key people behind the show. So do check that out. We enjoyed the first episode because it's um, seeing with a con artist that has to survive in the world of like tr- uh, not trade, but just like theft and like the underground organizations. And I think one of the things that we loved was in the trailer, the protagonist, he gets hanged upside down from the Hollywood sign. In Los Angeles, California. (laughs) It was in California, but it's international because we saw a glimpse of Singapore and a bunch of other countries. So I'm really excited to see where they where it's going, and can't wait for it to come out. Any other special mentions from you folks for this season? Not for me. (laughs) Not off the top. I feel like I feel like I'm hosting a meeting, so. Behind the scenes, when I host meetings, I often ask like any final comments, and I just get silence. Is, um, this is what I have to deal with every day. Uh, Food War season five actually resuming this summer. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, You're right. it is. That was a pretty big oversight. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> There's more food wars. That is an oversight. That's. There's more food wars. There you go. The fifth plate. Thank you. Thank you, Maddie. Got it. And with that, uh, we've dived into a bunch of shows coming out this summer, 2020 seasons. Very excited. Uh, we hope you stick with us as we'll likely dive into some of them, whether they're first impressions or final impressions or some of the themes that we find in these animes. So those are just it's just a tip of the iceberg. Uh, even though summer seasons tend to be a mixed bag sometimes, uh, very excited to see what we have. Just ironically due to the the pandemic we have two major shows uh my teen romantic snafu coming out right now millionaire detective and re-zero season two alongside food wars shokukiki no soma the fifth plate so a lot of fun stuff excited to see where this goes and with that uh thank you very much for listening to our summer 2020 uh what we're anticipated podcasts uh i'm noobles uh alongside gracie medi isabel and agnes Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time or next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Sick outro music. <laughs>